y'all. Welcome back to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. I'm your host, Heather McFadden, and this is the place where I get to walk alongside you and connect you with people and resources so you know that you don't mom alone. And in this episode number 428, I've invited to the show Mandy Majors of Next Talk. If you can get to the other side of that fear, man, there's so much hope. And I can tell you, I mean, restrictions are great monitoring is good random phone checks are good all that stuff is so great do them all they're all tools in your tool belt but that key is the relationship with your kid if you've been walking along with us this fall you know we've done a tech series i've had my friend dr kelly jameson come on and just talk about how all parents handle this differently and to provide that grace to one another also Chris McKenna came on talking about braving the landscape and he holds our hand. He is in the know on all things that are changing digitally. And if you follow along with him at Protect Young Eyes, you're going to be just informed. And he talks about creating physically safe spaces, emotionally and spiritually. And so he's a great connection. Then Joey Odom, he came on to talk about us having healthy relationships with our devices, us as parents and as we navigate our kids dating devices and what does that look like and not to have this burden of addiction, but to recognize we have agency over these devices. Today, I wanted to cover a topic I get asked a lot about, which is related to, unfortunately, I do, um, but it's the reality that our kids will see porn of some kind at some time. And so I invited Mandy Majors, who is a mom and founder of Next Talk, to come on because she's walked through this as a parent and she's created a great ministry to help kids and parents foster real relationships where they can talk about awkward or taboo things freely because ultimately that is our way through (laughs) because technology is changing all the time and that open communication is what helps us work together and face it together. And so Mandy is coming on this show. We handle it from two angles. One, if you've discovered your child has seen porn and if your child brings it to you. And so this is a shame-free zone. Um, If this is part of your story, my hope is that you chose to listen to this because you need some support and that we can provide that for you today. So let's get right to it. Here we go. Mandy, welcome to the Don't Mom Alone podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Man, okay, we're in this tech series and we're trying to cover the topics, but I'm even overwhelmed (laughs) trying to find great people to connect moms and dads to for this topic. And I know one question that parents are going to Google search is, what do I do if my child's seen porn? And... It's just a reality. The statistics are real. We don't need to have fear. If you're a mom of a two-year-old, you don't need to have fear. But I want to equip that mom who today, that's her question. And so I found you on the interwebs, Next Talk, and I said, these are my people, gracious, non-shaming, equipping ministry. So yes, thank you for being here. And before we even get into that question, I'd love for people to know a little of your background. Like, how did you even start and get into this area of ministry? Well, believe it or not, my kid was told about porn in fourth grade. She was nine. She didn't have a phone. And I thought she was safe. Yeah. And in fact, the location that she was, phones weren't even allowed in our school at that time. And so it was 10 years ago. She's 19 now. Wow. 
And, but, but when that happened, I looked at my husband and I'm like, listen, our solution of not giving her a phone until she's 30, it didn't work. (laughs) She still got exposed. So how are we going to parent this thing? And I just started, I, I formed a little group at my church. It was 20 moms at first, and it's just grown from there. Um, it grew from 20 to 203 semesters. And then in 2016, we formally created Next Talk. We are a 501c3 nonprofit organization. And since then, we've just been building our team and equipping and writing resources, doing podcasts, video studies. We do events, all, all that sort of thing. I'm, I have also written two books. And so we just want to kind of help parents. And I come at it from the perspective of I'm always learning. Like I am not an expert whatsoever. I'm a mom that like over the 10 year period, I've learned a few things that I did right and what I got wrong. And I just want to share that with people because when that happened to me 10 years ago, like I felt like her innocence had been stolen. I felt blindsided and I was reading all these amazing parenting books with lots of great wisdom but nothing on how to talk to your nine-year-old about pornography. <laughs> so I was struggling to figure out how am I going to approach this in my home? Yeah. Yes. And a lot of the people I've interviewed or people who find their way, it's part of their story and it's the motivator. It's kind of like a book that I just released on right where you belong. Like you are right where you belong, even in the hard, even in the places you don't want to be to hold hands with someone who's coming behind you. And so I'm very thankful for that. And you have a director, a new director, Kim, that y'all produce podcasts. She's doing mom stuff today. Yes. Kim Elric is awesome. She has younger kids than I do. So I have two teenagers now, 19 and 16. She has 13, 10, and 9. And so she's in the thick of it as well. But she brings like things that are happening younger than they did before. Mm. She's seeing that where I, I didn't see that, you know, like, and so what she brings to the podcast, we, we kind of tackle it from young ages and and older ages of what we're seeing on all sorts of topics. And she has a radio background. So that's been great for the podcast. She manages everything podcast related at our organization. That's awesome. Okay. So let's get into this. And I told you, and we will link in the show notes, we have talked to so many great people, Chris McKenna for Protect Young Eyes, uh, and then we have from Defend Young Minds, is that, am I getting that right? Yeah, Kristen Jensen. Yeah, who wrote Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, which is a great resource. We have done an interview with her, and we have linked to those. Talk to us about, man, where should we start, right? I, I just think... If a mom is clicking on this, you made this point that her child either brought it to her or she discovered it. Where should we start? (laughs) Yeah, with pornography, we're, we're looking at two camps here. What I'm seeing is one is the kid brings it to you and they're like, something's wrong here. Mm -hmm. What is this? Mm -hmm. Or you have a scenario where you're doing a phone check or an iPad check or something and you find something that you are so shocked and you feel punched in the gut. And so you're like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do here? Either way though, even if your kid brings it to you, there's this shock factor of, oh my gosh, we're here. It's time now. You know, like I remember that moment. And so I think we need to look at the response from both ways. And I think the first step in the response 
is the same on both camps. And then we kind of divide out how we trickle down and, and handle it from both perspectives. But I think the first response is something that we say over at Next Talk is you have to avoid crazy parent mode. So hard. And that's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Fight or flight is real. It's like, who can I punch? Who can I? It's so <laughs> Not your child. I'm you're... just saying like the people making these things, like you just get angry. You get mama bear. Yeah. Well, and your and your baby's been exposed. Yeah. And so the mama bear kicks in mm-hmm. like never before, right? Whether you found it or because if you found it and they didn't tell you, there's another level of betrayal that you're dealing with. Yeah. But if they brought it to you, it's still so alarming and you're so bitter. And here's the thing. I, I tell moms all the time, like I, I went through all those emotions and you have to feel those and process them, but process them with your spouse or your best friend. Yeah. Because your kid right now is needing direction. Mm -hmm. And if we scream, they automatically think, oh my gosh, they're really mad at me. And that then breaks down the conversation that we need to have later about pornography and why it's bad for your brain and why it's bad for your heart and mind. And so we don't want to lose that ability to communicate with them. Yeah. So, and I always tell parents too, like if you've, if you just lost it, like you did find porn and you blew up. Yeah. Don't worry. It's okay. Yeah. It feels like you've already messed up. Like someone's listening. They're like, shoot, I've already messed up. Hit pause on the podcast. No, they haven't. Yeah. You can still redeem that. Don't turn it off. (laughs) Don't turn it off because here's what I would say. Circle back and apologize. Mm -hmm. I've had to do this to my kids so many times because I've gone crazy Mandy mode. And I have had to say, listen, you brought that to me. I wasn't mad at you. In fact, I'm so proud of you for telling me about that. I'm mad that you grew up in a world, that you were growing up in a world that that's available to a nine-year-old. Like it shouldn't be available. And that's why I was angry. But I'm not mad at you. So let's talk through this kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I think we underestimate the circle back in the apology. I don't know that generations before that us did that. And that's powerful. And I think it shows our kids like it's okay to make a mistake, blow up because they blow up at us too. And to be able for them to circle back and say, Hey mom, I didn't, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk to you like that. You know? Absolutely. You're modeling what you want to see in your kid because they are going to make mistakes, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But, but we need to model that conviction of, oh, I probably overstepped here. So let's have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. And and apologize. I know with my kids, when I go back and apologize, walls come down and we even get more in depth with other discussions Mm -hmm. because the walls have been taken down and we can, we can have a better conversation. Yeah. Okay, so the goal is to respond calmly. If you don't respond calmly, it's okay. You can circle back and make it amends. But in the shock factor, I'm curious with this next generation of moms who maybe do have the two and three and four-year-old, if they will be as shocked as we were or if they're just kind of expecting. Like, I don't I don't know. I, I'm curious to think that maybe they're not going to be shocked I'm also curious, like, are they overly fearful? And so they think they're safeguarding in all the ways. Like you said, I thought I was safe. They don't allow phones at the school. We don't, we do this, this, this. We have the Griffin router. We have 
all these things in place? You know, I think you're right. I think they're not going to be as shocked. And I think also this next generation of young, young moms coming up after us, I think they're super smart mm. because at my events, like, like I, I have parents in the audience of three-year-olds. Yeah. Like they want to be edgy. They know the tidal wave is coming mm -hmm. and they know their kids are going to be exposed. And so they're trying to get as educated as they can and learn from people like us that kids were guinea pigs and we've, we've messed up a few things yeah. and they're learning from us like, okay, this is what I should do. This is what I shouldn't do. And I just, there's so much hope that I'm seeing mm. with the next generation because we're talking about it now. We're not afraid to say the words. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a generation, you couldn't even say pornography in church, right? <laughs> right. I mean, that was a thing. Now we're, we're saying all the words yeah. in church because yeah. we know we have to, yeah. because the kids are hearing it everywhere. Yeah. And so I, I to me, I'm very hopeful of that. Mm -hmm. I feel like God has taken something so awful, these darts that are coming at our kids and he's actually flipping them and awakening parents and making good things out of it. Like he's creating good open communication in families that was not there before. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like it's a curse to blessing moment that God is using all horrible things for good. Yeah. And so I do want to speak into the mom that's like so scared and, and afraid. Those are real feelings that you do have to deal with. And I don't want to dismiss them. I had them as well. But Satan wants you frozen in fear yeah. and we've got to get out of that. And that's how we educate and arm and equip our kids. And if you can get to the other side of that fear, man, there's so much hope. And I can tell you, I mean, restrictions are great. Monitoring is good. Random phone checks are good. All that stuff is so great. Do them all. They're all tools in your tool belt. But that key is the relationship with your kid. Yeah. Because that monitoring service that you're paying for, it's not going to catch the conversation on the bus. Like my kid was exposed without a phone being present. It was a graphic picture that a little kid, you know, painted for her that was in her mind from the porn that he had watched. Mm. And so that is how my kid was exposed. And no filter would have caught that. Yeah. The filter has to be the child. The filter has to be the child saying, this doesn't match up with what my parents have told me is good, beautiful, right? And so some personal conviction has to come in them. And then they have to be able to bring it to you, which you did mention it, like there's that betrayal if your child doesn't. And I've had that feeling before. And I think that the lie I told myself is they don't see me as a safe person. So – the reason they didn't tell me is because I flip out on all the other smaller things. And so they know it's a big deal. We've had the conversations as a big deal and I'm not a safe person. And the shame I, comes. Yeah. I think this is a real gracious and humble thing that, that the Lord brought me to my knees on because when I started walking through this, I realized I was, you're saying, you know, I'm, I'm a, I explode. I realized I wasn't a good listener. <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of this look in the mirror moment where we do have to do some self digging to figure out, you know, what am I doing here wrong? Why they're not communicating with me. And we're, we're all doing something and we don't realize it. And so that, that being able to self 
identify what's going on in your home. Like we're the leaders. They're not going to change it. Like we're going to change the culture. We have to be the leaders in our home. And so sometimes that takes a lot of personal digging work. But to me, it was worth it for my kids because I realized I needed to build the safe place and how important it was because of everything coming at my kids. I was going to make a sheet pan chicken parmesan the other day, and the recipe said you could use any flour, but they recommended almond flour. And I knew I thought I had some, and I was all out. Well, I went to my normal grocery store, and wouldn't you know, empty shelf. There was no almond flour to be found. Well, you know who doesn't run out (laughs) is Thrive Market. And I was reminded of why they are my go-to place for all organic groceries and household essentials and anything when I'm looking for saving money, but also just a specific zone of whether it's a specific diet or it's without chemicals and I want some clean products, Thrive Market is the place to go. And as a Thrive Market member, I save money on every single order. On average, I can save over 30%. I just looked back at a previous order and the laundry detergent I bought was 46% off. And the shampoo I bought was 20% off. I'm just telling y'all, if you are looking to save money, then you need to try Thrive Market. I also, like I said, just love that I can search for specific diets or eating plans, whether it's gluten-free or non-toxic cleaning essentials. They have over 70 different filters for their website, so they make sure that they give you the products with the highest quality and the best sourcing methods, and you can check the reviews and see if it's a product for you. And when you join Thrive Market, you're also helping a family in need with their one-for-one membership matching program. So you join, they give. It's the Don't Mom Alone Ultimate Move. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash DMA for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash DMA, thrivemarket.com slash DMA. So instead of saying, man, I'm not a safe person, shame, 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 hide, 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 I'll never be better, (laughs) the message is, okay, for some reason, this child, their personality and my personality, I've communicated to them that that's not an okay thing to say. And what work can I do to remedy that now because there might be bigger things down the road that I want them to be able to talk to me about. Absolutely. And and your kids are worth it. And you know, it's, it's fine to feel like, like, I know I went through a journey of, I missed this. I missed that. I messed this up. I mean, and there was a lot of like living in that pit of shame. Mm-hmm. And again, those are feelings that I feel like we do have to work through because we do have to look it in the mirror and say, ah, oh, I should have done that differently. But God doesn't want you there. And you've got to get out of the pit because if it's all about your shame, you're not focusing on building the relationship with your kid. And that's what God showed me. Mandy, I forgive you. Yeah, you messed this up. Move on. Like your kid needs you right now. Your kid is drowning over here in information and they need you. And so that can kind of motivate us to get out of that pit and be like, oh yeah, I did mess it up. Let's go. Let's go. Let's talk about this now. And someone's probably listening and being like, how did you mess up if a child just randomly showed your daughter a picture? 
like, do we carry guilt in some of these situations where no guilt, we didn't do anything wrong? It was just well, a wrong thing that happened. guilt is a whole thing. I mean, I think, you know, we, we, we turn on any social media and every person says we're doing it wrong. Yeah. This person says this, this person, you're never going to satisfy anybody on yeah. how you're, how you're momming over here, you mm-hmm. know? And so I think that is real important too. You know, for me, it was just like, I had to dig into the word of God and be like, okay, I got to get my relationship right with God so that I can pour into these kids and point them in the right direction here. Yeah. I mean, that's just extremely important to me as a believer. And um, for me, that was a lot of internal work that I had to do um, to move in the right direction. So you wouldn't say like you were thinking, oh, I should have done this for my daughter. Like there was nothing you could have done in that situation for her to be not exposed. Here's the thing. It was her first exposure to something where she was like, what is this? Mm -hmm. You know, and and the question that she asked me, she had a graphic picture in her mind. It was just very highly sexualized. Yeah. Something that I didn't know even existed till I was 19 and she was nine. So I think in that moment, I realized as a mom, I'm missing it. Mm. Because honestly, I had walked through thinking, I'm not giving her a phone till she's 30. That's going to solve all the problems. And honestly, I hate to say this, but I was judgmental of other moms giving their kids phones. Mm -hmm. And so I just felt kind of like superior. Like mm. I, I'm not going to follow that prayer pressure. And I think that was my gut check that that was not humble. That was not okay to be judgmental of other people and the decisions they made for their own kids and families because they have their reasoning behind it. And, and also just, it wasn't the solution. Yeah. Like God was calling me into a relationship with my kid, mm-hmm. not just a quick, fast easy response. So yeah. So you were saying, yeah, what you felt like you did wrong was just think not giving a phone was the answer instead of ongoing conversations about these topics. It's super Absolutely. interesting. Okay. And I just knew that I missed it. Mm. I knew that I missed it. So, so let's talk about this, yeah. like two different responses, yeah. because say, you know, my kid brought something to me and then a couple years later, she actually did have a phone And we decided she earned a phone. And I say earned. I don't believe a kid gets a phone, just magic birthday, you know? Yeah. They have to prove to you that they're telling you things, that they're confiding in you, that they're trustworthy, that they're not lying, all of that kind of stuff. Like, don't give more freedom if you're having a problem with lying, you know? So we gave her a phone. She earned Instagram and and no social media at first for several months. And then we earn one platform at a time. Like, that's how we teach it. And so she had earned Instagram and every morning, you know, I'm praying, Lord, help me have these conversations. Don't let me sweep anything under the rug, even when it's hard. And one day she turned the corner and she was wide eyed and I knew something was wrong Mm. with her. She had her phone in her hand and she said, mom, a friend went to a wedding. They posted it. They put hashtag wedding. I clicked that hashtag because I want to see pretty dresses And this popped up Mm. and there was porn everywhere, Mm. everywhere, just naked people. And I will tell you, old Mandy literally would have said, and I know this because it's who I am. (laughs) Old Mandy would have said, that's it. I tried to be cool Insta mom, but we are done. That is Satan. We're done. (laughs) And I would have thrown the phone away. I would have thrown it away. Like that's what old Mandy would have done. So relatable. Yes. I get it. Yes. So relatable. 
But new Mandy is praying every day, let me build this relationship with my kid. Yeah. Let me have the conversations, right? Yeah. And so I put I put the phone down on the counter and I looked at her and I said, I am so proud of you. Mm. This is what I always want you to do. Thank you for trusting me with it. Satan wanted you to see that. He wanted you to get curious. He wanted you to spiral. You did not do that. Mm. You were like, wait a minute, something's wrong. And you trusted me with that. Yeah. So because you told me, you get a new app today. Wow. And when I said it in the moment, I was like, oh no. And then I had to reel it back. I was like, it has to be kid-friendly because I didn't practice this. It was like, I mean, like I'm just learning it, right? But all these years, like I didn't know what I was doing in that moment. But all these years later, now I see what I was doing. Old Mandy was creating an environment where when porn pops up, I think that I'm protecting my kid by throwing away the phone or deleting the app. But what's really happening is I'm teaching my kids to lie to me yeah. when it pops up yeah, because it's going to pop up yeah. and then they don't want to lose their phone. They don't want to lose privileges. So they're not going to tell you. So I'm creating an environment where I'm actually encouraging them to lie to me. And I didn't mm. realize my response was doing that mm. where new Mandy that night, I got to crawl in bed with my kid and I got to say, Hey, those pornographic images, like I'm having trouble processing. How are you doing? Yeah. Right. And then laying there in her bed that night with me scratching her back, we were able to talk about how porn is bad for her heart and mind. And so when you see images like that, you'll go to school the next day and you'll look at people differently in the mm -hmm. locker rooms and mm -hmm. walking down the hallway. You'll, you'll see things that you didn't see before. Mm -hmm. Because that's where Satan wants your mind to go. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that for you. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that for your relationships. I don't want that for your, your little soul to do that. And so I got an opportunity to equip her as to why to say no to porn. Instead of me just saying, this is awful. <laughs> Turn it off. You know, bad people look at porn. This is a bad thing. I'm educating her on why porn is bad for her. And then honestly, she gets to choose because I'm not always going to be there. And they can sneak it. And when they get older, you don't have control like you want to have control. Never have. And so never have. <laughs> you you <laughs> okay. never really. It's a, it's no, a perceived. False, false like, control. Yes. Yeah. 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 Totally. And so I didn't know what I was doing in the moment. But, but all these years later, I'm looking back. I mean, that was a foundational conversation for our relationship. Mm. She's 19 now. She came home from college recently, you know, for the summer and I'm washing her water bottle at the sink and all her stickers are on there. And I had a moment and a flashback to that, to that conversation because on her water bottle was an anti-porn sex trafficking awareness organization. Mm. And I don't think I would, we would be in this place had old Mandy would have responded. Yeah. But because I was able to not shame her, not be mad, just thank her for telling me and positively reinforce her telling me like, and I would tell my kids, the more you tell me, the more freedom you're going to get online. Like we're mm. going to, because I trust you, mm. but I'm still doing random phone checks because I'm going to make sure they're not manipulating me and telling me things just to get more freedom. And then they're hiding it from me because these kids are smart and you got never say never about your kids. Never. Because. They'll be never and all over you. Never like they've never, nevered. Mm-hmm. For sure. I tell parents, if you ever feel like I got it all figured out, you better hold on because something's getting ready to just bomb <laughs> in your lap. <laughs> you just, you're just judging that mom over there. Just wait. Okay.
I want to tell you about the unicorn of cosmetic products. It's Thrive Cosmetics. It does three things amazingly well all in their product line. It is one, it's clean. It's certified 100% vegan, cruelty-free beauty products with no parabens, no sulfates, no phthalates, and the performance is amazing. I am telling you, I love their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. I will keep telling you about it because I really, really, truly use it every single day. Even if it's a day that I'm wearing workout clothes, I am putting on that mascara. It has more than 25,000 five-star reviews for a reason. It mimics the look of lash extensions, but it's not damaging my lashes because it uses this proprietary tubing formula, which means it wraps around each of my eyelashes. And so it's lengthening them defining them, but it lasts all day without clumping, smudging, or flaking. And it's nourishing my lashes. So they're growing longer while they're being protected by this cute little tube. And the tube is awesome because it comes off super easy. It just slides right off with warm water and a washcloth. I don't even need to use soap on my eyes or any kind of special uh, makeup remover. It is the best selling product from Thrive Cosmetics. And then the third reason they're the best is They're bigger than beauty promise. So cause is in the name for a reason. Part of their mission is with every purchase, they support organizations that help communities thrive, like those battling domestic abuse, homelessness, cancer, and so many more. You have to try Thrive Cosmetics to see for yourself. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order when you visit thrivecosmetics.com forward slash DMA. That's Thrive Cosmetics. It's spelled out C-A-U-S-E. M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash DMA for 20% off your first order. Okay, this is slightly awkward given the topic of this episode, but we're all moms and it's just the reality. I will tell you it is 3 billion degrees in Texas. And one thing that is making my life a little bit better as I'm on the sidelines of these football games is my honey love bra. Okay, I said it. They have revolutionized the bra game. And I don't know about you. I don't often invest in myself. I might have a bra from high school that I'm still wearing. But with Honey Love, they sent me their crossover bra. And I am telling you what, it is so comfortable. I'm not dealing with underwire. I'm not dealing with bulky fabrics. It doesn't do the thing where it bulges on the back. Like I can wear a comfy t-shirt and it's all smooth uh, and also supportive And I don't mind it. Like it's breathable. (laughs) It's cute. The one I have, the crossover, has this mesh detailing at the front. So if I'm wearing a dress and it like is a lower cut dress, it still looks like I'm wearing just a little tank underneath. It's so comfortable. If you want something more relaxed, they have a V bra. It has the support of a traditional bra without the underwire. It doesn't have like this uniboob effect. Anyway, it doesn't stop there. They have more than bras. They also have shapewear, tanks, leggings at Honey Love. You can check all of it out for your everyday looks, workouts, weddings, so much more. Honeys, you need this in your life. You have earned it. Treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com forward slash DMA for Don't Mom Alone. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off your purchase. Honeylove.com forward slash DMA. Moms, you are worth it. Take care of yourselves. Be comfortable. Look great. You'll thank me later. Check out Honey Love. Okay, so 
We've covered the emotions a mom has if she happens upon it or she discovers her child happened upon it and the shock and awe and our response. We've covered how to respond differently when they share with you that they've seen something. What do you do if you find it, they don't think it's a problem, they're resistant to any kind of instruction related to it. The relationship's not good. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Well, first of all, I I guess I want to say to those moms out there, like this whole thing, and I mean digital parenting, tech, it's blindsided all of us. Yeah. And we've all missed something, Mm -hmm. all of us. Mm -hmm. And so don't beat yourself up, first of all. You, you've Again, we've got to move past that. It's okay to say, uh-oh, I may not have talked to them about porn like I should have when I gave them a phone, but now we got to fix that mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's okay to say that to yourself. And that does not mean you're a bad mom. Right. That means you're a busy person trying to cover all the basis that we have to cover today. And we're not going to get it all right. Yeah. We are absolutely not. So- I tell parents in this situation, what I have found most effective, and we've tried a lot of different things in our advice at Next Talk, one of the things that I say is start with an apology. Mm. And it goes something like this. When I gave you that phone, I just didn't realize the power of everything on it. And so there were some conversations that we probably should have had that we maybe didn't. And that's on me. But we're here now and I want to have a reset and I'm owning my thing in this. And so can we have a conversation about pornography? Because this kind of thing, it will impact your future relationships, your future marriage. It impacts your thoughts, uh, you know, on certain words or images, like your mind goes places that it shouldn't go when you're watching this regularly. And so there's some work that we need to do here to make sure you know why porn is bad for you and, and have that conversation. If they're older and you have struggled with something, not just porn, alcohol, whatever, if they are older and you think they can handle that, I think it's a really good time to tell them, you know, when I was your age, when I was 17, I struggled with this and I was, I was struggling And I just wish my mom would have looked at me and said, like, it's okay. I love you the same. We're going to get through this, but we do need to make, like, have a reset because this isn't healthy for you. And I think just being real honest and vulnerable with them is super important in this space. And I know a friend, like, a couple friends, this is a hard issue. This is a hard issue when there is beyond just seeing something, but a going back to it. And a, I, don't, I mean, can we use addiction? I know that in other episodes we've, but it can become an addiction and it may require boarding school or it may require a change in an environment or other what feel like severe responses. Can you encourage the mom that's at that place with a child and feeling like she's the only one and maybe some other thoughts that are isolating her, Well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, get medical help, you know, pediatrician, trusted counselor, get people involved to help you. 
find a church that supports you and that you can talk to with no judgment. Like, I feel like church is the place we should run to, right? Right. We need that safe place as parents to be like, whoa, what is happening? Mm -hmm. I can tell you working with families, that's all we do at Next Talk. You are not the only one. Yeah. And most of the time, I'm also seeing the people that look very happy on social media are not very happy behind, like, don't fall for scrolling through your social media thinking everybody's got it together but us. That is just not the case. It's not the case. We are all struggling Mm. in this space of parenting today because Mm. it's hard and we have a lot to, to cover. I would also say... I've seen God do some amazing things in restoring relationships. And that's the one thing that I love about my hope in in God and what he offers is that no one is ever too far gone for him. Like redemption, change, him using a horrible addiction for an amazing comeback story. That's the Bible all over (laughs) the place. Right. 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 Rinse and repeat that story. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I think you need to hold on to that. Is it a hard space right now to see your kid going through this? I mean, it's it's gut-wrenching. You never wanted this for your baby. You never wanted it for your family. But but hold that hand and walk side by side. I even tell parents of like older kids who are struggling with this, you know, be on their side. So for example, say, if you, if you want to look at porn today, text me a certain emoji. I'll know to stop and pray for you right there. If I'm available and not at work, I will come get you and we'll go get Starbucks or we'll go get your favorite ice cream or whatever. You know, just little things to say to them. When you want to look at it, you can tell me. Like, I'm so proud of you if you would do that and let me in in that space. Um, but, you know, I think before that even needs to happen, the education of why pornography is bad for their heart and mind needs to happen. And so that a lot of education needs to happen there. There's a great organization called Fight the New Drug. Yeah. I don't know if you. Yeah. yeah. And they're they're an anti-porn. They're non-religious, non-political. They just focus on the harmful effects of pornography. And I know a lot of teenagers who love that organization and follow them. They're very trendy yeah. and and relevant. And they have a lot of like research-based facts on what it does to your mental health and your physical health and your future relationships. Like they have concrete non-religious data, which I think is so – it's compelling to have a why when your body is like, no, I want to go to this. This is what – you know, that whole addiction loop. It's like if I have that why of that's, <laughs> you know, not like – a religious reason, I don't know, for some reason that can motivate us. Absolutely. I mean, it, both and, yeah. or just the scientific, yeah. whatever, the research is there. Pornography is bad for you. Yeah. It's bad for society. Mm-hmm. And so they do. They they educate on research, personal stories, you know, testimonies. Um, there, They also have a great documentary on their website. Yeah. I feel like I'm a fight the new drug plugger, but there's just... <laughs> There's so many partner organizations that we partner with and everybody's doing such great work in this space, Mm -hmm. right? We talk about pornography, but I feel like Fight the New Drug is the expert in pornography that we point people to and people like Kristen Jensen and and Chris McKenna on the parental tech control side. You know, everybody has their own little specialty in this lane of trying to keep kids safe. 
And that's also what gives me so much hope is because we all are coming together because our sole purpose here is to protect the kids and help the parents. Yeah. And I love what I'm seeing in this space of collaboration and lifting each other up. I mean, I just think it's, it, it's, we're all moving in the right direction for the kids. Mm. And y'all do such a good job of equipping parents on the conversation side. If someone's like, man, I, some of the ideas that Mandy just gave, I've never considered having that open of a conversation with my kid or saying that to my child. And y'all, if you check out their podcast, their resources, I think you'll be inspired to, for, with more ideas of things you could say or how you could be. Um, before we have to get off, is there anything else you would want to encourage a parent? I feel like hopefully they've been encouraged, obviously, that they're not alone and that they there is a path that there, no one is too far gone ever. But any kind of conversation starters, even if if porn hasn't even entered the picture, like we said, go check out good pictures, bad pictures as a conversation starter. But what what would be a way to just continually be that open parent? So so at Next Talk, we tell parents, you need to be very clear about what you want reported to you. So mm -hmm. even when your littles are playing on the iPad, they don't know what to tell you. Yeah. And they see everything on their iPad. Like everything is there now. Yeah. So everything is so digital. And so be very clear in your expectations about what you want to report to them. We have a, we, we kind of have a list, you know, one is anybody asking you on a chat, like where do you go to school? What's your name? Any kind of personal information. That's a red flag alert. You need to tell mom and dad with pornography. It is anybody in a bathing suit or less, mm. like just report that to me. Mm. Now I'm telling you right now with littles, you're going to have non-pornography stuff reported to you and you're going to kind of chuckle, but don't laugh it off yeah. because then it tells them they don't have to report stuff mm. to you. You always say, Oh, thank you so much for telling me. And then as they get older, you move away from the bathing suit pictures because I don't believe all bathing suit pictures are bad, you know, right. and that's what I would always tell my kids. But that was our threshold when they didn't know right. when they were little. And then as they get older, it becomes a conversation of if you see a bathing suit picture, highly sexualized, maybe it's not full pornography, but it's highly sexualized and you're laying down at night and you keep thinking about that picture or you keep scrolling back. That's the picture we need to talk about. You don't need to report every bathing suit picture to me. Right. And so again, some of these guidelines on what to report, they grow with the age of your child. Yeah, That's the other thing I see a lot of times. And I made this mistake. I had all these in fourth grade. I had a fourth grader and my son was in kinder. So it was like all these guidelines, reporting guidelines. Well, then my fourth grader got to middle school and I didn't adjust my guidelines. So there was a period where before in elementary school, I was like, I want you to report cuss words to me on, on when you see them online. Like if you see the F-bomb, I want to know about it. Well, in middle school, there's a lot of F-bombing. Like they don't, they're not going to be able to report all of that to you. But if you don't change and say, this is what I should have said that I didn't say is, Okay, now you don't have to report every F word to me, but if you feel like you want to say it or you almost slip, that's what we need to talk about. Mm -hmm. So see how you change over time with mm -hmm. your guidelines. Mm -hmm. And if you do that with a bathing suit picture or less and pornography, you're setting a good foundation for them bringing it to you and then you talking about it. And and see point one, step one, avoid crazy parent mode. Right, Even I was going to say, they're not going to tell you, you something thinking about saying the F word. No way, Jose. No, yeah. But if you've responded in a, you know, cool Mandy way, yeah. 
Cool Mandy. Well, yeah. Chill, just calm like, Mandy. well, when, I, when I'm around bad words, I pick it up too. Yeah. That's why it's so important to protect our heart and mind. This mm-hmm. is why it's so important to have a friend group that, that may not use the words that we're comfortable that, you know, that we don't like to use. I mean, like all of that leads into that because your kid is allowed to confide in you mm-hmm. that they said the word or they, they want to say the word. You know, and I think that, and that's the thing too. Pornography is so readily available. Your kids are probably going to want to look at it. They're curious. They're hearing all this stuff about sex. And so if we can create an environment that says that's okay to be curious about sex, what I'm asking you to do is ask me, because if you Google it, you will get misinformation or wrong things. Or I even told my kids, and I don't, the jury's out on if this is okay or not, <laughs> but I told my kids, if you Google something, it could scar you for life. Like you could be scarred for life, yeah. what you see on that, yeah. from that Google search yeah. in a video. Yeah. And so I don't know. My daughter says it's okay. My son, the verdict's still out on that. Yeah. If he, if he doesn't like that necessarily, but yeah, just to like, I just say, you don't know what's going to pop up when on a yeah. Google and search. And I'm your source. I'm your Google. Yeah. Like Google, I'll, yeah. I'll answer your questions. Yeah. Well, and I'll say like, just to make parents aware, I mean, a friend was telling me the other day, our kids were watching a very benign, old, old TV show on Amazon Prime. And you know how they have digitally inserted ads now? Well, the ad was for a rated R movie with content that was definitely more adult, even same sex relationship. And the child did tell the parent, but she was like, I thought we were good because it's this. The show was fine, but those digitally inserted ads, and I've noticed when we watch something that has the inserted ads, it's often that ad over and over, like the same ads keep coming up. So anyway, being having your kid be the filter and having that open conversation, um, if I could go back and change some things, that's what I would have changed in my parenting. So if I, we can equip the mom who's coming up with littles and then the mom who has the older kids – I hope it's not too late for me, but I think it's all it's about too late. how to respond now. It's not too late for any of us. It is not. And today is a new day <laughs> and we can have a new conversation and we can apologize and we can bring down those walls and start talking about all the things. Yeah. There is hope. There's hope. Good. Phew. Well, thank you, Mandy. We will link to everything next talk and appreciate your wisdom today so much. Thank you so much for having me, Heather. Of course, honored. All right. I know there are tender feelings and um, I know for me with this topic, failure can feel familiar, like I messed up, that I didn't protect my child enough, that somehow it's my fault that the world's evil. And if that's you, I just want to pray over us because the enemy gets a foothold and we lose our steam in being intentional, loving parents because he basically tells us, there we go, we failed again, so we might as well just not try at all. And I don't believe that's true. So I'm going to pray over us. Lord, we know that the world is broken, that evil exists, but we also know that you have equipped us that you are in us and you are more powerful than anything this world brings to our door. We pray against fear, a fear that would cause us to respond in anger, a fear that would shut down communication. We pray that if there has been harshness or reactivity in the past that we would give ourselves the grace that there is a new day 
and that trust can be rebuilt and that hope is always present. We pray for tenderness and hearts of parents and kids to respond to your conviction for us, your wooing of our hearts to what is good and beautiful. And we pray, Lord, for people like Chris McKenna and Kristen Jensen who are on the front lines doing work that helps parents in this battle, um, all the different things that are hard right now. And I pray, Lord, that we wouldn't sink back in overwhelm, that we would rise up with the confidence that there is not one way to do this parenting thing, but we have not been left without a champion and without you going forward, loving our kids more than we can possibly know and that you are for them and that you are battling for them and that we would get on our knees and pray, Lord, that we would not use that as the last resort, but that that would be our front lines as we're folding clothes, as we're cooking, that we would come to you and that you can move in so many different ways, that you can convict hearts, that you can draw people in, that there would be um, a village that comes around our children of supporting and loving them in the way that they should go. And we pray, God, for full restoration for anyone who's in that place and feeling shame that um, your abundant love would cover them, that we could all just meet at the foot of the cross and recognize our common need for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, again, I go on a little rant. I probably say the same things every week, but I don't know about y'all. I need to hear them. I need to hear them on the hourly. Maybe you too. Uh, Thank you for joining me this week. I'm so grateful for you. And when you share the podcast or when I get feedback that it has been exactly what you need to hear, even if I hear that from one person, I'm like, well, that's why we made that one. So thank you. If you do want to leave a review, that's great. That helps our show get into the hands of a mom who may need it. So if you leave a review uh, on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts, that would be fantastic. That would be a great way you could give back to the show and just encourage our team. So thank you for all you are doing as moms already in your little neck of the woods. And I'll meet you back here next week. Adios. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Don't Mom Alone podcast. If you're wanting to connect with more people and more resources to help remind you that you're not alone, head over to don'tmomalone.com. That's where you'll also find show notes with any links mentioned by our guests. Most importantly, I want you to know the good news, the great news that you're not alone because God has promised to always be with you. With faith in Jesus Christ, the one who died for you and rose again, Jesus said when he left, he was going to leave a helper, a comforter to be with us. God in us, moms, that's superpower. So while you're washing dishes at your kitchen sink, while you're driving to and from work, while you're feeding that baby late into the night, while you're cleaning sticky floors, God promises to be just as present with you as when you're worshiping in a church pew. As it says in Zephaniah three seventeen, the Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love and he will rejoice over you with singing. Now that's good news. Have a great day.